Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 21 of the Box Office Beatdown Show. I am joined by my co-host of the Box Office Beatdown Show, as always, Larry from LC Screen Talk. Larry, hello. How are you? Hello. Good, but not quite having as much fun as you've been having this Listen, weekend. I don't want to brag or anything, but <laughs> um, yes, everyone, I am live in San Diego. Listen, these San Diego, San Diego folks are just loud, so I am doing this next to a window. There's really no other table to do the show at. So if you hear a bunch of the noise, is we're right next to an airport. It's just ridiculous. We're on a beach, but like it's nice and everything, but the airport's right there. Uh, <laughs> motorcycles are all over this damn street. Cars, everything. All right, we're next to everything. So if you hear anything, sorry. I'm not usually I'm not I'm not at my usual location. But it's been a fun weekend here at San Diego Comic Con for the first time. Um, yeah. How how were you been with all the news and trailers coming out this week? Oh, uh, well, in my normal fashion, I have seen, like, the Cats trailer. <laughs> oh, God. And that, that, might, that might be the only one I think I've seen. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I know the It, it, the it Chapter 2 trailer oh, I saw too. was I, really... I saw It yeah, Chapter 2 that was well. a really good trailer I saw. We wasn't able to get into Scare Diego because it was oh, like... Oh, no. Yeah, there was another process to do um, for Wednesday. It was like, these... San Diego, man, they, um... They've been doing this for years, you know. It's the fiftieth anniversary, and you would think they had every have everything like down packed by now. But like, a lot of information is missed on a lot of these. Like, you know, for, um, yeah, they don't. It's really kind of unorganized, weird in a weird way, you know. And I've been, yeah. I've been to other comic cons where it's organized, and I'm like, you are the biggest one, <laughs> and it's yeah. just kind of a mess, you know what I mean? So. Oof. Um, today was the first time we learned about the press line um, because we um, we didn't realize that there was a press line for Hall H events. So we just believed that if we got there early and waited in lines, we'd get in. But um, yeah, there's an actual press line that we could have got into. So we could have seen the Marble Hall H panel. But oh, no. um, yeah, the uh, description of the press line is nowhere in the press fact. It's nowhere in the emails. It's the weirdest thing. But um, other than that, it's been such a fun weekend. Uh, one of my one of my most favorite weekends of a, in a long time. Um, but yeah, everything's good. The box office is out this weekend. I saw the box. I saw the latest movie um, that's headlining the box office. So let's get right into it. Um, we have the weekend box office for the weekend of. Friday, July 19th, into today, today, the 21st. And we had the opening releases of The Lion King. That's it, because everybody knew better. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knew better than to come up with some come out with some with some Lion King. That was just a bad mistake. But um opening weekends for the Lion King. So rounding rounding in the number one spot. Larry, what do we have? Well, it is in fact the Lion King, which roared big this weekend with a huge $185 million opening weekend, which makes for a record for a July opening ever, easily defeating Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. It is also the largest of the Disney quote-unquote live-action reimaginings, which was previously held by Beauty and the Beast. Worldwide, Lion King started to roll out last weekend, but opened in most major territories this weekend as well, coming up with a $531 million worldwide gross to date. So, Lion King at it again, and while... 
myself and many other reviewers were a little bit meh on the film overall. It did receive an A cinema score. I've heard mm-hmm. nothing but good things from audiences, general audiences. Yep. So I, I can't imagine it's going to do anything less than we imagined. I mean, right. we knew it would be a juggernaut, and here it is. Um. Yeah, I um. I remember earlier in the beginning of the year, a lot of people were were predicting like two hundred million. But um, even with the uh, even with the kind of like lukewarm reaction from critics, you're you're totally right. This is not this is not some indie movie where like you look to see what the critics are saying and stuff like a big word of mouth, like some like a movie we'll get into like the farewell and stuff like that. It's like a this is a, a household name. It's Disney. It's the yeah. Lion King. It's nostalgia. It's parents who've loved this movie as kids taking their kids now and there was just no type of way if this movie got a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes there's <laughs> no kind of way um critics or any kind of uh shaming on the uh movie was gonna stop these fans um yeah, yeah my theater we saw it here in san diego um, our theater was packed for it and stuff um so i saw this thing making a bunch and i saw that thursday i believe preview night i did like 78 yeah. million which is ridiculous, but um, 185 million is nowhere near. Uh, eh, it's okay. It's a big number. Up oh, there's that plane again. Um, <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, a really, really good number for the Lion King. Yeah. It's a really good start. It's gonna have really, really good legs. We were um, all saying week. it. It it was yeah. too big to fail. It was too big to it, fail. Yeah. I know we've had a lot of other disappointments, but. I just, The Lion King was, uh, I that would have, as we were kind of talking about last week, mm. that would have been the biggest shock for me of maybe the whole summer, is if The Lion King failed, it did it. It was, it, it's everything proof, just like I thought it would be. Right, exactly. So I, I was expecting this. Um, the movie for me was totally fine. It was nothing wrong with it. I was nothing really offensive with it. I won't say nothing wrong with it because, geez. Um, but it was just fine to me. It wasn't anything groundbreaking besides the VFX. Um, but everyone's going there for the nostalgia, for those scenes that we all loved as kids, for the music and stuff. So and them and them, yeah, the Bay Hive, the Bay Hive is not. <laughs> They don't, <laughs> they don't play. Say, they don't play. Even Childish, even Childish Gambino, Donald Glover has a has a bit of an audience coming out to see his movies as well. Yeah, so I heard uh, I heard him getting some shade from the Beehive though, oh, on yeah. how she she completely overpowers him in Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I mean, well, I mean, you're not gonna overpower <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> not gonna happen i mean are you kidding me i was like i mean let's just be real but yeah, yeah i mean what's, what, do you what, kind think, of... what do you think of that original song just to get you into the beehive action uh, i don't know it's just i think it's okay i really love the music video though have you watched the music video i haven't i haven't I, i'm really fire so yeah, I was like, I'm okay really music, music it's one of those those situations where the music video kind of elevates the song a little bit. That's how I felt. I, I, yeah, the song is fine. I'm surprised. I don't know. That's what I get surprised with that. Nala didn't have more in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't actually sing the song. They just kind of played it over the lions running. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was a little shocked there, but yeah, everybody, everybody came out to see the lion King this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. I thought, um, I, I would, I, 
Beyonce's performance, her voice performance, left a little bit more to be desired for me. Uh, but, you know, because, you know, she's got to bring that audience for the music. You know what I mean? The music was yeah. great on her end and stuff. But I, 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 I'm definitely right there with you. I wanted to see more of her and Donald Glover's dynamic a little bit better. Um, Donald Glover's Simba, he comes on screen, and then 20 minutes he's out. And then um, <laughs> that's the end of the movie. So it was like, yeah, it's very by the numbers. It's a very safe remake you know what i mean like it's a very very safe remake where let's just do everything the way the animated was and not get any repercussions for changing anything up so yeah, it was it was a literal shot for shot yeah i mean yeah. they added very very little to the movie yeah like very very safe very very let's just do this and not do that but um it was just fine i guess fine. but um all right what do I we mean, have for number two so finally falling out of the number one spot this weekend is Spider-Man Far From Home, which dropped 53.7% for a $21 million third weekend of release. That brings the latest Marvel offering up to $319.7 million domestic and a whopping $970.7 million worldwide. So we're almost there. By next weekend, this sucker should be just about a a billion dollars worldwide but Spider i saw that yeah. yeah and i heard it's already it's already the most uh highest grossing spider-man movie of all time yeah just yeah. 970 million and it's only in its third week which is really phenomenal um yeah spider-man it's, far from home good numbers know, this is a weird thing for me i feel like the number looks small to me but that's what i've been it, saying for like three weeks i didn't drop that much yeah. i mean 53 is a little bit of a drop but we expected it with the lion king coming out i don't know just 21 million in week three seems so little but the the overall numbers are so big that uh, i don't know right. <laughs> my mind is like what's going on <laughs> because yeah that's what i've been feeling because even the the first weekend i was like, okay they've been out for like five days yeah. it's fine the second weekend i'm like i mean it looks a little small like it said it was 45 and i was like that's yeah. like third weekend numbers isn't it but like yeah, now i'm like oh, <laughs> this seems like fourth fifth weekend. yeah that's what i that's million. what i said yeah that's what i was thinking too um but hey it's 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 doing really well like I mean, it's yeah, yeah we're, we're, really well. we're yeah. talking crazy talk the movie's about to hit a billion dollars so yeah yeah we're talking we're over here talking about oh it's small it's <laughs> this is it's about to be a million a billion dollar movie um it's gonna stay with marvel if that's the case uh but yeah that's interesting Interesting. Speaking of Marvel, since we're, oh, we'll wait till we get to the Avengers yeah. later on in the day, yeah. later on in the box office. Um, all right. So uh, number three, what do we have? So coming in at number three is the third Disney-owned property of the box office, and yes. we have Toy Story 4. With its fifth weekend, Toy Story 4 brought in $14.6 million, which is a very good 30% drop, and that brings its total up to $375.5 million domestic and a very solid $859.4 million worldwide. So mm. a really strong hold for Toy Story in the face of Lion King uh, it only dropped Agreed, yeah that you and I you and I both last week was talking about how um this movie was gonna be it was probably gonna drop a lot harder because of the Lion King and that market for the kids and stuff but um no I, I think this week it's like I I have to looking at these numbers for this weekend it's looking like one of the better weekends in a while you know where I'm not seeing too many big drops I'm seeing a lot of like small drops and like movies that we thought were gonna do 
much worse the week before is doing fine. So, um, so I don't know. It's so damn hot across the country. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, running into point. the movie theater. That's actually, that's actually a great point. That might be it, too. The main, because let me tell you one thing about being down here. Whew, it is like I'm good. It's over <laughs> here in California. It's like a low 65. That, that, that sea breeze is hitting right, us when so we come out. San Diego because the <laughs> at that perfect temperature year right. round. Right. Then we walk into Hall H and the and the AC is blasting. So it's like it's amazing. But um I, I don't want to go home because I'm hearing home is like ninety nine <laughs> and some change. I'm like just okay. I'm just like I don't need to be in that for what? I mean okay. I um Colorado we just hit a hundred this ooh. week for the first time of the summer. <laughs> so and yeah, that's a good just point. Earlier this month it was hailing and we're yeah. up to, uh, we're up to over a hundred. I don't know. Yeah. Well the other the other day in Boston it was like it was like thirty something degrees. Now we're at a hundred and something with some humidity and it's just a mess. There's a heat wave over there. Um, but hey, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past that point, though. People like to go into, into the movies when it's really hot. Yeah. I mean, when it's hot, the AC's on, the, the theater is cold, you know, everyone's you know, let's go in for a couple, maybe maybe a couple of movies, too, like one or two films to watch. Yeah, not the, the outside. They're yeah. sick of going to the pool every day with their kids. <laughs> they say, okay, well, let's go to a movie today. We've been to the pool every day. Right. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I that, that definitely could have been a factor for uh, all these movies and stuff, because I'm seeing the box office looks fine this week. Other weeks we're like, oh, my God, what is happening with this movie and that movie? But it looks all right. Um, all right. So number four, what do we have? Look at this movie hanging in with the big four. guys. Yeah. So in week number two, Crawl drops a very respectable 50 percent. For six million in week number two, that brings the <clears throat> sorry <laughs> that brings the total box office up to twenty three point eight million domestic and a very good thirty three point seven million worldwide for this little film. So yeah, crawl just crawling along in week two. Fifty percent is one of the bigger drops of the top half, but not bad for this kind of movie. You know, it's right, in the horror right. subgenre. It's like this weird alligator movie. It didn't pull a child play and plummet seventy percent. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think I think what's going for this movie is the word of mouth. Alex said the same thing the other day when he was talking about it and talking about how how much he actually enjoyed it. Um, crawl. It it has really good word of mouth, so everyone's like Have going out it? to see it again. I haven't, but listen. Um, this weekend, this week, I'm back in my normal schedule so I can watch everything on time. I'm going to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then all the movies that I've missed and stuff. Because there's like a bunch, there's like five in the top ten that I've missed, um, which is ridiculous. But, um, good for, good for Crawl. It's hanging there with the big guys. Um, it, it even, it even beat out yesterday, which is kind of surprising. But, um, yeah. um I, th I thought, I thought yesterday would go right over it, uh, to be honest with you, this <laughs> weekend. But Crawl is doing really well. I can't wait to watch it. I'm hearing a lot of good things. It's, it's hanging in there with yeah. the, um, big boys. And I think a lot of people do enjoy the kind of monster, the kind of sea water monster movies in the summertime especially, like, you especially know? when they hear it's good you know especially when right. they're like oh everybody's saying it's a fun movie yeah i want to go check it out <laughs> right similar to like the i mean the meg didn't have really good word of mouth but uh those movies like <laughs> the the kind of water creature movies that they, they, they do really good in summertime they yeah. um which i'm glad studios know that and not dropping them in like december i mean if it's water <laughs> if it's heat and it's a creature in the water. People want to watch that. It's oddly enough, we're all sickos, but that's what people want to watch in the summertime. So, um, good, good for crawl. Um, yeah. All right, and then lastly, lastly for the huh. top five spot, what do we got? 
You just mentioned it. It keeps on trucking. And number five is yesterday in its fourth week of release, dropping a tiny 24% this week, which is the best hold in the entire top 10 for a 5.1 million fourth week of release. That brings the Beatles kind of weird romance movie <laughs> up to 57.59 million here domestic and 98.19 million worldwide so just under passing that 100 mil worldwide but clearly it'll get there uh, audiences are digging this a whole lot it seems those beatles fans are coming out Right. If you would have told me that um yesterday would be nearing a hundred million worldwide in its fourth weekend, I would have been baffled. But um, yeah. this is great. I uh, yeah. Once again, this I mean, just good stuff for the box office. Only a twenty four percent drop, and seeing what it's going up against, it's good. Yeah. Um, it keeps trucking along. Those legs just keep on moving for yesterday. Uh, similar to how it was for Aladdin. Yeah. For a long period of time, uh, yesterday's in its fourth week, and I still don't see it get, getting out of the top five next week. Um, yeah. Maybe in the, maybe in the top yeah. six next I, week. I think, we'll see. Well, I don't know. I think I think next week is the week it's going to jump over crawl. Maybe not. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I maybe think it's going to hop over. So yeah, maybe it's right behind it right now. Right, um, right. It's what only one big release of the week, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. So I hope everybody, all you Springsteen fans, I hope you show up with the same fervor next month when the movie Blinded by the Light comes out. <laughs> yeah, did you see that yet? I think I you did. did. And I thought was it, was, it was so good. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a much better film personally than yesterday. <laughs> so I hope people come out and support it similarly. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. So let's get into these other stories. The big story involving the box yes. office is Avengers Endgame finally surpassed. <laughs> Passes Avatar as the <laughs> highest grossing film of all time. And of Finally course it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course it happens the weekend where, uh, Matt, let me tell you about shutting down Hall H. Like, oh <laughs> my lord. Like, um, this is a good weekend for the, uh, Marvel. This is a good weekend for Fe- Feige. I'm, I'm, I'm petty at him because I just know he's in a nice, like, penthouse. He's chilling and all this stuff is going right. I'm still waiting for things to go wrong his way. It's just not happening. Um, they just, they just, whatever they're doing, that whole team, not just him, but Victoria, Alonzo, all of them, they just seem to know how to take things to the right level. Whether you agree with them or not, um, a lot of people are excited for what's to come in the MCU. I definitely was... I, the I haters are mad, y'all. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> was not thinking a movie called Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, would be in the MCU. Yes. But it's here, and that movie sounds amazing. The whole Holly, I was live tweeting um, during the event and stuff, you know, getting all the news coming out of it, and they just dropped so much stuff. Uh, they didn't even have to use, they did mention Fantastic Four and the X Men, but uh, the, that wasn't even the biggest news of the night. We didn't get enough. Black Panther news, <laughs> yeah, Guardians they, they didn't news. Drop <laughs> nothing about Captain Marvel. They only dropped like the it, they dropped a bunch of new shit, but it still felt like big stuff, like a female Thor. I'm just like, hey. what is going on? Like it's just gonna be Maybe a Thor trip over there. Out. Uh, Shang-Chi's casting, the Mandarin is actually a thing in the MCU, um, and then the big one, ladies and gentlemen, the big one, we're gonna do a big show after the box office show about all the Comic-Con news and stuff, and our recap, uh, from, from all, from us over here in Cinemania, but, um, ladies and gentlemen, Mahershala Ali himself <laughs> is Blade, like, who would have thought? So, um, they, they were about to end, they were about 
I remember I was texting Alex. He's like, okay, they put up the uh, timeline. He's him and I going back and forth. We're in the living room of our Airbnb, and we're just like tweeting and looking at all this news and stuff. And then he's like, okay, that's it. They just put up the, they put up the whole timeline. I'm like, okay, cool, nice timeline. And then I got like a breaking news, and I saw Mahershala Ali in the MCU, and I was like, what? As as what? And then I, and then they said Blade. I said what? Like that is a. I think that's great casting. I really do. I think like I I, I never would have thought of Mahershala Ali as Blade, but I think that's really good casting. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts about all this Marvel stuff and Hall yeah. and all that? I mean, I'm definitely pumped. I'm looking forward to all of this good biz. I'm I'm really interested just in the story for Thor. Um, right. I, I'm really just interested in what the heck because. <laughs> It appears Chris Hemsworth is coming back, right? I mean, yes, yes, up Hemsworth here, was, he was up on the he stage. Was there. Yeah, he was there. So I'm like, so he's gonna be there. We're gonna have Jane Foster taking over Thor. We still got our girl Tessa Thompson up there talking about I'm the king, looking for my queen. I love like, that. Yes, I love Tessa. that. I love that so, so much. I, I just like. I mean. Is Tessa going to be petty and steal Thor's girl? Is he going to lose his hammer and his girl? I don't know. But <laughs> or is it going to be Captain Marvel? Who knows? We'll see what they're going to do there. I'm not sure. Right. But I'm just really interested that the, uh, I mean, the first horror film in the MCU, of course, I'm on board. I'm ready. I am ready ever since X-Men, um, the new mutants fell through. That was supposed to be like our horror superhero breakthrough. I need it in my life. And plus, we have Wanda going in there. Um, yep, so that bitch, yep, I'm yep. pumped. And of course, I'm pumped for Blade. The only thing I'm nervous, uh, I don't know, it's a very. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. to be a little bit dark, y'all. I just, I can't imagine the character in, an, in a safe PG 13. I'm scared, y'all. I'm scared. But we'll see. I agree, yeah, I agree. Shala is a great casting choice. I love the original Blade movies, at least the first two, I think are awesome and highly underrated with Wesley Snipes. He killed it in the role. So I'm pumped to see. You know him come back to the to the big screen. Agreed. I um I so wait so what's his time coming back to? No, no the the blade character. Sorry. I'm, oh I'm right, 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 right. <laughs> listen, I wouldn't have been mad. I I mean I haven't seen Wesley in a while, but you know Black don't crack, so I'm sure he looks like he can take <laughs> over the right now. So um, oh. right, I um. I was so I didn't even think about what's the when they when they um when they did this I was just like okay like I am totally in where do I sign up and stuff like that because I I I look at I I can see I see Blade when I see Mahershala Ali I just do um, yeah I see I I I can already I can already see him like bulking up and I can see them tattoos and I can see the teeth I can see it on him you know I really can I know a lot of people were shipping um. They were shipping John Boyega uh, for this the role, better. but this is much better. This is a better actor. Sorry, y'all, but um, this is um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this this is a two-time coming off of his win for Green yeah. Book. Um, I heard he called them, and I was like, yeah. what? He said, like, we're um, gonna do this now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so um, I definitely. What do you think, you think I, Natalie I, Portman needs to bulk up? A little bit, just a little bit. She doesn't need to go crazy, but you know, like the way Brie Larson bulked up, she didn't get too ridiculously, sh ridiculously shredded. So I, I can oh. see her doing that. And actually, um, in the comics, Lady yeah. Thor, not small. 
Uh, right, right. Maybe she saw her. She got some guns on her. And right. So then, but I, but, but I was uh, when we was at Comic Con in the exhibit halls. I was looking through some comic books, and I actually wanted to find the Mighty Thor that Taika Taika Waititi read to kind of get the inspiration for the Lady Thor. And I looked. I was looking through a couple of pages, and I'm like, she's not too bulky. In some pages, she is. But I was like, I can definitely see Natalie. I think Natalie Portman I, I when she's say. like committed, she has she'll put the work ethic in. I was shocked. I was Hershala was the biggest shock for me, just that they were doing Blade at all. Jane Foster, Natalie mm. Portman coming back was the second biggest shock, just because <laughs> she was mm-hmm. so like very not. She wasn't very secretive about her apathy or her just like blech toward doing the Thor films. Right. Like she was very like, eh, I'm here. Uh, let's do this. Let's get get me out. I got uh, I got Black Swan. I got some other. I got Annihilation. Interesting projects on the side. I'm doing this just to keep my name out there. <laughs> so let's get this over with. So I was stunned. So I'm hoping this means Taika Waititi has an awesome idea here that enticed her back in. We know that paycheck is bomb to get her back through the door. Let's just be yes, real. Natalie Portman is collecting a chick to come <laughs> on back. Plus, I think maybe she's just excited to play like the the actual hero and not just the kind of bland, boring side Gentle, interest. The, right. Yeah. I think that's stress. definitely okay. So I don't know. I'm I'm pumped for it. I know people are already mad talking about SJW Marvel has come, blah, 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 because of the Eternals and all of this, because there was a whole lot of color and a whole lot of women. We're hearing about a, a rainbow flying over there, too. So it's like, you, listen, it's time, y'all. You just need to embrace it. The directors are yeah, I mean, men. Listen, the whole first few phases of Marvel were nothing but white men. Like, was. You're right. We need it. We're we need in phase it. four, y'all. We're I, I'm not even like... Phase three to get a black and a female lead. <laughs> like, and, and I'm so happy to hear about another black-led film with uh, Blade and stuff like that. Now it's not just Black uh, Black Panther and stuff, you know? And, I, and, and I'm so... Once I heard... Because I, I appreciated Marvel for taking out the film where kind of Chris... Hemsworth kind of flirts with Tessa Thompson with Valkyrie in Endgame. They took it out of the film, and I think because I going the route of her being uh, being a gay hero is so much better than like the the classic. Oh, we saved the world together. That means we can be a couple. It doesn't work for Valkyrie. I love yeah. Valkyrie is such a badass standalone character. Then you can do a lot with her. I, I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping for them to announce a series for her. Um, to see you know because she's because she's she's the head of Asgard. So I would have loved to see more of that. Um. Um, and stuff, and I and I loved I loved the line when they said she's looking for her queen. I said that is just that's phenomenal, and I just I love that. You know, I love Tessa Thompson. I love her so much. I think she I think she's just so she's she's so enthralled in this universe, and I think she's happy to be there. Um, I like where they're going with all this. I I'm all for fucking female Thor carrying. Carrying Yolnir, Natalie Portman, like even on stage, she was carrying okay. it around, and she just looks I would, legit. I loved it. I love that picture of him like flexing and her looking down with Mjolnir. I was like, okay, okay, Natalie, you seem to be on board. <laughs> and when you're right. in it, I lo- I, listen, this is not a hating on Natalie Portman. I love Natalie. Like I love Natalie Portman, but that's so I'm pumped. If Natalie is in it, if she's game, I'm ready. I'm here. I want it. Give it all to me. 
Right, yeah. exactly. So, so Avengers, um, and then they got the record Avengers. this weekend. So they stole it. They stole the the weekend at San Diego. We're up to two point seven nine billion worldwide, which dethrones oh. Avatar as the new highest grossing worldwide film of all time. It still made over almost. Uh, it made one point two million here in the U.S. under a thousand theaters. So it's still doing well with that re-release as well as we would expect it and who knows there may be another re-release just to give it some breathing room <laughs> right from um, yeah uh great numbers for endgame uh finally did it and i i didn't think it was going to i don't know how it just jumped just over so so yeah <laughs> uh, I, i'm not sure honestly how it just jumped right over there but it did and um we're here we all agree. james cameron you know, you've done a lot for cinema throughout your life, but you needed oh, to be no. <laughs> I mean, no, you're not lying. You're really not. I was tired of Avatar being there. I don't I just don't under, I just didn't understand why. Avatar was fine. I mean I don't I just don't get it. But um Yeah, yeah. farewell. What but, yeah, I looked at that yeah. number this morning and I said thirty one million dollars domestic in thirty five theaters. That is really good. Yeah, it's That's a 33,000 really 33, average, which is by far uh, the second biggest uh, average behind The Lion King. But, I mean, come on. So it's a huge per theater average this weekend. Easily the second biggest of the weekend. Yes, 1.17 million off of only 35 theaters. Good, yeah. I didn't get to go to that screening, but I do for sure have a screening for it this Wednesday. Are they doing the AMC Stubbs screenings in your area? Uh, no, I haven't checked yet. Maybe I should check. But well, yeah, um, if they AMC, are, like advanced screening. So okay, okay. So I'm definitely good. Yo, these planes. Why are these so loud? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna check. I want to see the farewell so bad. When when is it on Tuesday? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday's the Wednesday. screen. Okay, check good because yeah, we get back. We get back literally, literally uh, Monday nights, late, really late, and I have Tuesday off. Tuesday was gonna be my my rest day. But, um, yeah, I mean, the farewell, I mean, this is, I think this is just really good word of mouth. I've heard, like, a lot of good things. I really hope it's not one of those movies that I hear a lot of good things about it, and then it's just, like, a, a dud um, on my on my end. But I'm hearing nothing but great things since it debuted in um, Sundance. So I really want to see that. Good for that. The Art of Self-Defense as well did pretty good, um, you know, in, in this lim- limited release and stuff like that. So that's good. Um, what else we have in here? That's really it. I mean, I know you love talking about Aladdin. It's closing in on uh, a billion. It uh, didn't fall very hard this weekend either. That's another uh, shock to me. It only fell 38%. I thought, you know, it was going to be hit pretty pretty good by Lion King. It didn't fall that bad. I also thought Midsommar was going to get hit pretty good too, but it only did 56% yeah. drop. So, yeah, I, I really do think, although it was kind of like a throwaway line, I really do think that the the whole it being so hot everywhere kind of played a factor to every to all of this stuff. So I'm all for it, though. I'm I mean, it, the art of self-defense jump that, well, I saw it this mm-hmm. weekend and really liked it a lot. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. That- made over a million this weekend in 550 theaters but a nice jump for that little indie movie 
Exactly. So um, it's been doing good. I'm seeing some other. Uh, let's see what we got. What we have for next week. Next week we actually have a pretty big one. Next week. Next week we have Once Upon a Time. Um, Quentin Tarantino's ninth film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as well as some other little smaller releases. I believe I don't see anything else of note. Yeah. Uh, besides that. that uh as far as predictions go uh we kind of predicted a little bit um i see i don't know i see maybe like i'd say 30 yeah that's right around what i would say too Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna say about 30 um i mean that's the only release that's the only big release coming out next week but it still has to go up against uh it still have it still has to go up against um the lion king in week two which is not going to be easy at all um i'm excited though because we're getting into august and, and although people would be scared about getting into the august box office or like just the august movies in general i um i see a lot of indie movies coming out in august that i've been dying to see like the nightingale loose uh, the Kitchen comes out in August, so I'm excited to see all those movies. Racing in the Rain, The Order Racing in the Rain. Oh, I, I just saw Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Good Lord. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited about all the upcoming movies yeah. coming out recently. We're getting into the good stuff now, so I'm really pumped. But let me get out of here, Larry, before these planes drive me up a wall. <laughs> Um, thank you for taking time out I know our time differences are different from when I'm when I'm in Boston but thank you for taking time out to do this show and I'm glad I got some downtime in the uh, in the in the house today to to talk to you about some box office because I did not want to miss this week's show at all well, especially oh. with the record-breaking opening for Lion King there. Exactly. I was I was getting nervous because we were spending a lot of time at the, the convention today since so this was the last day. Um, yeah. Them cosplayers killed it this weekend, too. Yes. Like, they killed it. I love, like, the cosplayers. The um, No one, it's really under, I, I'm sure you can vouch for this, but, like, uh, people underestimate how much work goes into these cosplays. Yes, so. Yeah, so um, a lot of them, some of them were, even the minor ones, like the, the subtle ones are still really, really good. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. I just got a text from Alex and Christina. They're at the beach. They said they're not leaving. Whatever, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be alone, I guess, for a couple hours. Um, but You're not yeah. a beach person? I'm not a beach person at all. I see. I was waiting for you to ask me that question. I'm just not. I like to be in nice cold rooms. I like to be it's silent in here. I got some silence. I love, I love, I love my co-hosts and stuff, but they're very loud. I like silence and this very quiet in this room so it's good um but larry thank you for joining me once again let everyone know where they can find you yeah you can find me on youtube as well as instagram and twitter all at lc screen talk Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and the Cinemania page has been doing really well for Twitter. Everyone's blowing up our stuff about, you know, all these panels and stuff like that. We've been live-tweeting all weekend, so if you want all the latest news about San Diego Comic-Con this week but without waiting for the show tonight, uh, don't go on our Instagram. The Instagram is just not, it's not, it's not, it's not doing it today. We're not doing the Instagram this weekend. Um, we're just live tweeting on Twitter. So if you want all the latest news and what's going on, all the panels that we've got into, all the cosplays, because we, we have been sharing a lot of those, just head over to our Twitter and then I will start uh, posting on the Instagram page uh, tomorrow. Back to normal. It'll be back tomorrow. Back to normal tomorrow. So stay tuned for all of that and stuff. Thank you guys for joining us. We, I am live from San Diego. Our first, in, our first, our first, 
I would say, not international, but our first overseas. It's not even overseas. I don't know. Our oh. first West Coast box office <laughs> show. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, thank you again, Larry. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.